time for Diabetes and You, the Diabetes Association here in Trinidad and Tobago. Let's say hi, going out to Andrew Danu and his guests. Hi, hi, Bass. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm okay, man. I'm okay. How are you today? So I'm good. Um, just me and you today. We don't have a guest, but we're going to be chatting about, uh, well, chatting about diabetes and, and talking about diabetes 101. So, we, so we're going to give the crash course in diabetes today. And um, I would have done this, I believe, about a year ago when we first started the program on diabetes and you. And um, because, of course, a lot of persons ask so much, well, well, ask so much about diabetes, they really don't know how it occurs, uh, what are the complications, what are the risk factors, what are the types of diabetes. So today is going to be a little bit more educational. We're going to be going into, we're going to be going into detail um, about. Um, diabetes and all that surrounds it. Uh, of course, we'll open the phone line, so if persons do have questions, then they could call and um, we'll try our best to answer. Uh, at the end of it, I hope everyone is listening up because I'm going to be giving away some prizes. So we're going to take some callers. I'll give away about three prizes today from the Diabetes Association. So if you answer some of these questions correctly, you'll be able to get um, some blood sugar machines. Um, just a little bit of an update as to what's going on at the association. Um, this is the final two weeks of our sixth form internship program and the interns are having a blast. Uh, they are really enjoying the experiences that we're providing to them. Um, this week we took them to Mayaru and they would have done an outreach there doing blood sugar testing and blood pressure testing. They also doing a little survey on nutrition. Uh, and they really, of course, enjoy that experience interacting with 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 members of the public, um, getting these stories, and of course, being able to help them. Um, so they enjoyed that experience, and of course, we went afterwards to Cargo Mayor without having some fun there. So we took them to um, a beach resort, and they 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 would have gone to the beach, and they would have gone to the pool and stuff, and had a really relaxing afternoon. So so that's what we do with the interns. Of course, we do have a a lot of plans for them next week. Next week is the last week of activities because the, the, the July, August vacation is almost completed. Um, so we have a lot of plans for them next week and then they have their graduation soon. So we we are also getting a lot of questions about the internship. Um, and of course, we are going to be doing it next year again. Um, we know that Tatel is going to continue working with us on it, but we will be doing it next year again. And from January, we're going to open up applications for next year's cycle. Uh, it has been very competitive this year, but uh, we're hoping that, that we do have, or we know that we're going to have, going to have a lot of uh, promising candidates next year. Um, we are also going to be continuing our diabetic eye screening program. And I want to tell our listeners where the next eye screening is taking place. Again, if you are living with diabetes and you haven't had your eye screened for the year, then you should have this test done annually. The Diabetes Association with the Eye Hospital does this test free of charge for anyone who is coming. Anyone living with diabetes, you could come out and get the test. So the next, um, the next session is actually tomorrow in Point Fortin at the Back in Motion Physical Therapy Center on 20 Adventure Road in Point Fortin. Uh, so that's tomorrow. If you would like to make an appointment, call us at 607-3288, and you can get an appointment for that eye screening. Um, and that's point 14. Next week, we are actually in Dago Martin. So if you're in the Dago Martin area, on Tuesday 22nd, we'll be at number one, Sierra Leone Road, Dago Martin. Um, so you can call us again, same number, 607-3288, and you can make an appointment for Dago Martin. A um, couple other locations that we are going to be, um, well, I don't have any again for the rest of the month, but we'll have, of course, for August. And, and as, 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 as we go down in the year base, we're going to be having a lot of, a lot of uh, outreaches in communities which may not necessarily be touched. And, and the reason we're doing this is because what we realize with this diabetic eye screening program is a lot of persons in rural communities may not go out to get their eye screen. They get this type of eye screening, which is the dilated eye exam that checks the back of the eye and checks around the eye for, for diseases which may be caused 
by diabetes or, or be related to diabetes, so cataract and glaucoma and macular degeneration and retinopathy and so on. So this, by going to them, we've actually picked up a lot of persons who do have these diseases, or early signs of these diseases, especially in rural areas. So we're going to be ramping up the rural um, activities. We're going to be ramping up the rural screening. So look out. Listen, keep listening to, to Diabetes on You and Freedom. Keep following our social media pages, and you will see when we're coming to your area and take advantage of this. This test usually costs persons between three to $500 if you have to pay for it. And we are offering it to you free of charge. You just have to come to us, and it's going to take you about a half an hour. So please keep listening out and, and listen out for when your area is called next or go to the area if you can where we do have it. And we, we do encourage persons to take advantage of that. We also would we also are continuing our nutritional counseling, uh, both in Shogonas and Arima. And we do have the special nutritional counseling for persons with PCOS and also persons with renal disease. So if there are any if you have any of those two conditions and you would like nutritional advice tailored to your needs, then we also provide that service. In a few weeks, based on we've been chatting about it for a while, uh, the continuous glucose monitors. And I've, I've purposefully not spoken about it too much because we really wanted to gear up for our launch. And we're hoping within the next week or two, we're going to be launching these or this product, the CGM, Continuous Glucose Monitor. And again, people know it as the patch you might put on the belly or the arm and will give you your, your blood sugars um, on your phone and you don't have to stick your finger. So a lot of people are very excited about it. We are very excited about this technology as well because nowhere, we never had it in Trinidad before uh, unless someone imported it for themselves. So we never had this available to the public. So it's going to be available to the public for purchase. But we also, the aim of the press launch is to also raise funds to purchase these for children living with type 1 diabetes. So we normally have our camp around this time, our type 1 diabetic camp for children with diabetes. Um, we've postponed the camp till December because we want to focus on the CGM program because we believe that putting efforts into this is, is, is going to be a lot more benefit than just doing the camp right now. We really need to, we have about 100 type 1 children between the ages of uh, 1 or 2 years old up to 17, up to 18 years. Of course, there are a lot more adults. But we have about 100 that we know of, children under the age of 18. And we would like to provide these CGMs to them um, for the next year, at least. And that's going to cost us about $1.5 million, TT dollars to be able to provide those 100 children this device. So we are trying to raise funds to provide these children with this device. So at the press launch, we're going to be talking some more about it. We'll be demonstrating the CGM. We'll be telling people how they could donate. But we really are looking forward to corporate Trinidad, private citizens, um, to come forward, step forward, and assist us and make some sort of contribution towards this project. And you will see how impactful it is. I would say something based, we know that children living with type 1 diabetes really don't have a good a good time. And more, of, more often than not, most of the children we know of are not well controlled. And they're not well controlled because of many, many factors. Because, I mean, you can imagine an adult, most adults don't take good care of their diabetes. So imagine a, a, a little child who, I mean, seeing everybody eating cake and ice cream and, and doing the things that, you know, other children do and they, they just can't do it. So most children aren't well controlled, but we know with, with a continuous glucose monitor, they can take better charge or they, they can take charge of their diabetes and they could, they could control it much better. So that's just a little bit about the continuous glucose monitors. Um, persons in the general public can be able to... to to purchase them as well if they were like if you're living with diabetes or even if you're not living with diabetes you could also try a cgm and see what food does to your blood sugars so you'll be, have a better idea of what you should and shouldn't eat or what you shouldn't and shouldn't have as much of um with our interns next week we're actually going to start a project and another but i know a lot of people want to know what certain food do to your blood sugar so we're going to be doing a project where we're going to look at most popular fast foods and junk foods and um 
we're going to see what it actually does to your blood sugar. So people would actually be able to make better informed choices when it, when it comes to, 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 to consuming food. So that's what's happening at the association. <clears throat> and of course, there are a lot, there's a lot more because World Diabetes Day is coming up. Diabetes Awareness Month is November. The theme for this year is know your risk and know your response. So that's the theme we're going to be focusing on. And for that entire month of November, we're going to be having a host of activities from outreaches around the country and eye screening. We're going to have our 5K. We're going to have our symposium. We're going to have webinars. We're going to have lots of activities with the young people. So look out for what we're going to be doing in November. November is really Diabetes Awareness Month. So, base, that's a little bit about what's going on in the association. So, I don't know if you want to take Beautiful, a break man. when we come back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. We'll have a couple of questions for you when we do come back, okay? All right, let's take a Perfect. break. Of course, you're listening to Diabetes and You right here on Freedom 106.5 FM. You know, usually when we have the lunchtime, doctor, people always calling and asking questions about diabetes, blood pressure, this, that, that. But this is a specific program on your diabetes. So call us up, 627-3223, And feel free to send your WhatsApp messages to 306-1065. Tuning back into Andrew Danu, the president of the Diabetes Association of Trinidad and Tobago. So you were talking about children, the children with the diabetes, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the ways to recognize if your children may have uh, diabetes? Because some parents may know some parents are not too observant. You might just think your child be normal, asking to drink a lot, they're thirsty, you know, they go into the bathroom a lot. But what are some ways you may suspect that your child may have diabetes? Yeah. So, so before I answer that, piece, I want to just make people understand or rather um, reaffirm in people's minds that there are two main types of diabetes. Um, of course, there are others, but there are two main types, type 1 and type 2. And type 2 is what we would typically um, think of as adult or, or we used to typically think of as adult onset diabetes. Type 1, um, we used to call juvenile onset diabetes, but it's not so anymore because we're seeing a lot of a lot of children developing type 2 diabetes. Type 2 diabetes is the most common form. It's about 90% of all diabetes cases. And this is where we would associate what we would think of as 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 related to to insulin resistance, uh, meaning that the body is making insulin, or the pancreas is creating insulin, but the insulin is either not working properly or the cells are not responding to them properly. And the main reason for this is really, well, well, one of the main causes is really obesity, um, having excess weight which we would attribute, attribute to lifestyle factors. So, you know, overeating and being sedentary and which will cause the weight loss, weight gain and so on. So that's the type two diabetes. And that's what most people who have diabetes may have. Type one diabetes is where we say it's autoimmune, where we say it's people who, um, and I say people because not just children, they can develop it a little bit later in life as well, but generally, um, you have children as young as a, a year old. I've known children as, as young as a few months old. In Trinidad, we say you're born with diabetes, but it's not that you're born with diabetes. They develop it. Um, and for some children with type 1 diabetes, they can develop it at a very, very early age. And this is because it's an autoimmune disease. An autoimmune simply means that your own body, um, for some reason, we don't know what the reason is. We suspect many different things, but we really don't know what the reason is in particular. But your, your body thinks that your pancreas, which makes the insulin, thinks that it's foreign, destroys it, and then your body can no longer make insulin. And then for the rest of your life, you need to take insulin injections in order to survive. And we've only ever had it, we've only had insulin for about 100 years. So previous to this, um, children who were diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, they just had to die. It was a death sentence. No longer is it a death sentence. But there is no cure for type 1 diabetes. And if anybody tells you that there's a cure for type 1 diabetes, take it as a sign that that person doesn't know what they're talking about. Because it's an autoimmune disease. Um, so we have no... The most brilliant scientists or physicians in the world have no cure for type 1 diabetes. So no one who is going to talk to you and tell you they have a cure for type 1 diabetes has that cure. So please don't entertain that because that could be detrimental it could be deadly it will be deadly i would say if it is that you don't take insulin if you have type 1 diabetes so be careful about that so back to your, your question please just i just want to get that prelude so whether it is type 1 diabetes or type 2 diabetes if it's type 2 diabetes in a child 
you may see the child having symptoms of insulin resistance. And the symptoms of insulin resistance would be accompanied by overweight. So most, most often the child may be overweight and that may be a sign that needs to pay attention to the child. And another symptom of insulin resistance is something called acanthosis nigricans. Um, of course, a lot we, we call it AN, but I, I know you've seen it and a lot of people have seen it, but it's really the darkening um, of, of, of certain parts of the skin. So you tend to see it on the neck, on the back of the neck, on the front of the neck. You tend to see it on the knuckles, um, opposite the elbows, in the groin area, under the arms. So if you do see that darkening, that is because of insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is an indicator that the person or child may have pre-diabetes or even have diabetes. So if you see that and a child is overweight and you see that darkening, most often you need to get the child, well, once you see that, you need to get the child checked by a pediatrician. So go to a pediatrician if it is that you're seeing this, is not dirt, it's not a child not bathing properly, it's not a child on, on hygienic, it is a sign of insulin resistance. Um, what happens based, and, and, and the reason why that happens is because insulin is actually a growth hormone. So besides other things that insulin do to control blood sugar, insulin also causes cells to replicate. So if you have insulin resistance and you have too much insulin being produced because the insulin that is produced isn't working properly, the body is going to produce excess. That excess insulin is secreted into the skin and the skin cells actually proliferate or the skin cells actually um, multiply faster than they could flake off. Because as you know, skin cells actually flake off very often. If you if you think about it, I don't know if you ever know basic. You ever, you ever see a fan at home covered in dust? You know what that dust uh, is? The dust? Mm -hmm. You have one home right now. And does the dust come from the road? Where does the dust come from? It had to be from you your know? room. Yeah. It comes from you. From me? From you. Those are your skin cells. Okay. So most of most of those dust particles that you see <clears> around <throat> the home is actually skin cells flaking off and floating around. Wow. So, so those skin cells, your skin actually flakes off quite often that those, those skin cells flake off a lot hmm. but with insulin resistance the skin cells grow faster than they flake off hmm. so what's going to happen is they're going to build up they're going to become darkened and that's the darkening that you're going to see with insulin resistance so that, that that's how it happens oh, so, so that's, you that's why you see sometimes people face get a little dark and that kind of dark spots on your skin right well well not well always the face sometimes if darkening on the face could mean other things mm -hmm. some kidney issues even lupus could cause that but generally if you see the darkening on the neck mm -hmm. that's a very um, prominent sign um, that you need to get the child checked out the child may be experiencing insulin resistance yeah. pcos could cause it as well but again once you see that darkening you should get it checked out get the child checked out but that's that's type that's type 2 diabetes and pre-diabetes mm -hmm. Um, in general, if the child has progressed into to being or having diabetes, or if the child doesn't show any of those symptoms up to, at all, but type 1 diabetes is suspected, in general, there are four signs. So the four signs are, one, increased thirst. So the child is going to feel in, increasingly thirsty. They're going to want to drink a lot of water, a lot of liquids, more than they usually do. And... The reason why is, of course, your blood sugar tends to be high. Your blood sugar becomes high. And when your blood sugar becomes high, your body wants to regulate it. Your body wants to, to bring down the concentration of the sugar. And the only way you can bring down the concentration of the sugar, well, one way, is to dilute the water. So you, you feel thirsty. Just like when you eat something sweet, you eat something salty, you'll feel thirsty because that's your body's natural response to 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 equilibrate or to 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 eat, make equal or balance the amount of water that's in the blood. So you feel thirsty and drink water. So that's the first sign, excess thirst. Consequentially, if you drink more water, the water needs to go somewhere. So you're going to have excess urination. So you're going to pee more often than you usually do. And one of the main signs we see in children is that children start to wet the bed. So if there's a child who has never wet the bed before, who has right. grown out of wetting the bed, and you have a nine-year-old, ten-year-old, all of a sudden start to wet the bed, mm -hmm. then it may mean a, it may be a sign that the child may be developing some issue, maybe type one diabetes, but you need to get it checked out. 
So that's excessive frequent urination and bedwetting. And then, of course, if you're, if you're urinating, as I said, the sugar needs to go somewhere. So if it is that you, you, you have a lot of sugar in the blood, that sugar is going to go into the urine, and you're going to be peeing out a lot of that sugar. So the sugars that you would have been normally consuming to give you energy is now being lost. So which means that the body needs to turn to fat to survive. The body needs to turn to fat for sugar, for energy, rather. And that means that there's going to be sudden weight loss. So sudden weight loss because, again, you're peeing out a lot of the sugar and you're not going to have enough sugar to, well, run your daily activities. So you're going to turn to fat and lose weight. So sudden weight loss over the course of a few weeks for no reason. You're not trying to lose weight and all of a sudden the child loses weight or the adult loses weight. That's the other symptom. And the fourth symptom is feeling very tired, feeling very sluggish, not wanting to move around if the child typically doesn't feel like that or the adult doesn't feel like that. And again, the reason is because you're, although you have sugar in blood, you need to get the sugar inside your muscle cells, inside your brain cells. And here's where the sugar is used to give you energy. But if it is that you have insulin resistance, insulin is used to get that sugar inside into the cells. And therefore, even though you have sugar in the blood, it's not going to get, get give you energy. So you're going to feel very tired, very sluggish, um, so those are the four symptoms that you need to look out for. Just to recap, it's frequent urination, excess thirst, um, sudden weight loss, and, and and feeling very tired and sluggish. So if you see that, those four symptoms in anyone, it could be a child, it could be an adult, in type 1 diabetes, however, it, those symptoms come on very quickly. Over the course of a couple of days or a couple of weeks, those symptoms come on. So it's very easy to spot. But type 2 diabetes, those symptoms may take a few months to a few years to appear. So that's why we tend not to see it as as, as often or rather not, not to see it as early because it takes a while to progress. But for type 1 diabetes, these children that I'm talking about, you see it very quickly. So if you see that, please go to see a physician. Please go as soon as possible to see a physician because it could mean if the child is living with diabetes or, or has developed type 1 diabetes, their blood sugars could be extremely high. It could be doing a lot of damage to them. So that's 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 a very long answer to your question, Beast, but I think it, it was necessary because it's actually one of the, the most common questions we get. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Our overweight children as well, too. Kids on the vacation right now, children just eating, eating, they eating the wrong things. We've seen a lot of overweight children, especially young. Some parents think it's cute, you know, should we be concerned? I mean, and we live in a time now where parents and the children are not like, you know, what time when they're out there and they're active, they're just inside the home on the tablet and the phone. You know, should parents be concerned about um, their children developing diabetes or other, you know, type of um, diseases because they're overweight, they're overweight? Yes, yes, yes. And I would say that, and, and you're quite right, because, um, I mean, in, in the Caribbean, we have a, we have a culture of, of if a child isn't eating a lot, then they're not healthy. Mm-hmm. If a child is thin, then they're unhealthy. And that's the culture that we, we've had for a very long time. So, you know, you have parents and grandparents forcing children to eat. Mm. Um, and forcing children to eat the wrong thing too. And of course, when they don't want to eat, you, you give in to them and you give them junk yeah. so that they will just eat. But I mean, that's not right to do. Mm-hmm. Um, once you do have a child who's overweight, and I mean, Sometimes it may be difficult for a child parent to spot that the child is overweight because you see the child every day. Um, you may think the child is normal, especially if you just have one child, but many children may be overweight and the parents may not suspect that they are or think that it's a problem. And even though you're not, well, the child may be, again, not sick at that point in time, sickness can surely follow. The, 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 the child can develop prediabetes and diabetes. And as I said, if it is that you see that darkening, then that is one of the main signs that you need to, 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 to get some help for the child. So that's one of the signs. If you have an overweight child and you're seeing that darkening, then please go visit your physician. Please go to the health center. Even if you can't go to the physician, please go to the health center, present the child. If you would like, you can even come to the association and we will do an HbA1c test for, the, for, for you and you can take it to the physician. Um, and you will do some other tests if you would like, and we'll be able to tell you what may be going on with the child. 
So mm-hmm. please do that. All right, nice. In, in adults, like during the week when we have the lunchtime doctor, we always have people complain about a numbness. This numbness feeling in their fingertips and their feet. What actually causes that numbness if it is diabetes related? Yeah. So that's one of the complications that are very common with diabetes. And it's, it's referred to as peripheral neuropathy or neuropathy. And again, when we, talk, when we think about diabetes and when diabetes causes problems, I like to refer to diabetes as a vascular disease or eventually it, well, a vascular complication simply because diabetes causes problems with your blood vessels. And the reason for this is because having excess blood sugar over a long period of time results in damage to the vessels. And the sugar doesn't damage the vessels. Eh? The sugar actually reacts with proteins in your body to make a, a compound called glycation products or glycated products. We call it advanced glycated products. And these products are actually, um, they're actually foreign to the body in a sense, to the point where the body's immune system attacks them, destroys them, and whatever they attach to also attacks. So when you have excess blood sugar, you're actually, um, you actually cause a lot of, or, or is, this results in a lot of excess damage to the vessels because again, the, the blood is circulating through the vessels. When you have damage to the vessels, here is where you have the complications of diabetes. And you have blood vessels everywhere in your body. So, I mean, everywhere except probably your hair, but I mean, even, even your hair follicles have blood vessels going to it, and the nail beds have blood vessels going to it. But every living part of the body is, is, is furnished by blood. So if these blood vessels are damaged, then these organs or these tissues or these areas you're going to have dysfunction. So the most what one of the most common um, and one of the earliest signs as well is the neuropathy. And this is because again, these blood vessels that are in the tips of the fingers, the tips of the toes, are uh, very small capillaries. So therefore, the smaller they are, they're more susceptible to this damage. And when you have damage of these small capillaries and these small blood vessels and the toes and the fingers and so on, then a couple of things happen. So one, you may have, um, well, poor circulation, and that may be an issue that would result in numbness, maybe an issue that results in, 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 in sensations um, in these extremities or, or lack of sensations. And of course, the nerve endings as well may be damaged. And with these damaged nerve endings, you're going to have, um, you're going to have, um, the numbness starts, and the numbness starts off with sometimes feeling pins and needles. The numbness starts off feeling like, um, and starts off feeling like, like what we call in Trinidad, Junjuni, and we've spoken about that already. A lot of old people will, will, will call, older people will call, say, Junjuni in the foot, and then, you know, you're getting that pins and needles, that are numbness feeling. And we don't want that to happen because, and that's very important to, to track because the thing is, if that progresses, it will, it will reach the point where you're, where, where you're numb and you're not going to feel pain. And pain is a good thing because pain warns you that there's danger. If it is you step on a nail, you need to feel the pain of that nail so that you will address it and you will take care of it. But if it is you have no pain, no sensation at the bottom of your foot and you step on a nail, and we've spoken about this many, many times when professional person I was here, and you're not feeling the pain, then you may not even know that there's a da- there's damage there. And then because of that, the diabetes, and you have these slow healing wounds, it will fester, and then you might even lose your leg. So pain is very important. So this neuropathy you need to deal with. If it is that you're feeling those pins and needles, a lot of people say, well, what can you do for that? The main thing you could do is start to take control of your blood sugar. If it is that you, and most people who tell us they feel any numbness, they feel any pain, we ask them, when last have you done an HbA1c test to know what your blood sugars actually are? How often do you test your blood sugar? And most often these people don't test or they don't test often. So they have no idea that their blood sugars may be out of control, their blood sugars may be too high. And that's the first step. You need to know where you are at in order to make the intervention. And so so that's important. If you're feeling that the numbness, if you're feeling tingling, if you're feeling the pins and needles, get an HbA1c test, find out what's happening with your blood sugar. 
The second thing that you could do, there are supplements that you could use, and we know that they are vitamins. So we've spoken about the vitamins before. Uh, some of the B, B vitamins do help you uh, with rejuvenation and do, do help you with, with, with recovering some of that sensation. Um, and even in particular, when people take some diabetes medications, you do have some vitamin deficiencies, which could lead to these issues. So that's why the vitamins, vitamins these particular vitamins are important. Um, but again, if you do feel that, you need to address it. Go to the doctor, get your blood sugar tested, get your A1C tested, come to us, we'll do it for you. And um, then you can be able to know what the best approach may be. But you need to know what your risk, are, what your risk is. Nice, man. Once again, we're talking yeah, to Andrew yeah. Danu, president of the Diabetes Association of Trinidad and Tobago, 627-322-3625-2257. And feel free to send your WhatsApp messages, 306-1065. Another, this is another sensation that comes up a lot. Uh, good evening. Uh, my friend has sugar and his feet burns a lot. The burning, burning mm -hmm. sensation a lot. Is that the same thing? Yeah. That, 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 that's around the same thing. I, I mean... This at different stages of neuropathy, you may get different types of sensation. Mm -hmm. So you may go from tingling to pins and needles to um, feeling like electricity shooting up. You might feel numbness. So there are all of these different types of sensations because one, you may have again a lack of blood flow, but also nerves might be dying. When these nerves are dying, they may be firing off and you're getting these weird sensations. So when they, once there's some sort of weird sensation at the bottom of the foot. The first thing you should try to do, if you can, please check your blood sugar. And not a random blood sugar, please, because a random blood sugar that you could do at home just tells you what's happening at that point in time. You need to get a test that will be able to give you what your true disease state is. So either an HbA1c test, or you could do an oral glucose tolerance test, which is a little bit more invasive, but that really is the gold standard test. Uh, but again, HbA1c, do it mm. and see what's going on. All right, let's take a call here. Hello, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Bass, and good afternoon, Mr. Danu. Um, I'm yeah. just inquiring on some, for someone, right? Because, you know, with my little experience, I try to assist people who have little problems, you know, and things. Um, this person um, is, is 55 years old, and they did a, the HbA1c test, and it came out five. But his problem is that um, he, he sometimes, eh, not always, not every day, Right, but when it do happen, it happen like for a couple, like half day or so. In that he pees like every three five minutes, you know, uh, and thing like that. But his um his he, 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 um his test came back at five, right? Um, the last time, but um he's he's also in the urology clinic for for uh, mm -hmm. a slightly enlarged prostate, which is um eleven point one five or something like that, right? So yeah. I don't know if you yeah. could shed any light on it. Um, I'll listen up sure. here. And before sure. I go, um, uh, um, okay, yeah, that, thanks. Okay. Yeah, thanks Thanks for that call. And, and, and I'm glad that you did mention, you, you did mention uh, that his HbA1c is around 5, and A1c around 5 puts you in a, in a, healthy, in a healthy place. Um, of course, once your A1c is below 5.7, um, then that is healthy, and that's a range that we want you to be in. But again, excess urination or frequent urination, that's having diabetes is not the only reason for it. And then you did say that you had an enlarged prostate, and large prostates do cause or can cause frequent urination. And of course, there are other issues as well. So issues with the bladder, maybe medication that you may, take, may be taken. So, so that's why we say one of those symptoms may not necessarily mean that you're you may be at risk or you, you, you have diabetes or you should check checked out. But usually if you have two or three of those four symptoms that I told you about, then you should really get that checked out. And of course, he did an A1C test and he should be, well, again, it, it's showing that he's fine. So thanks for that. Quote. Nice, man. Um, here's another one uh, here. I am a 51-year-old. I have poor circulation, diabetes, anemia, high cholesterol, hypothyroidism, constipation, blurry vision, weakness, cramps, and burning in different parts of the body. Is that, you just say, please help, but can you help such a person? All right. So how, how old is this person? 51 years old. Female. 51 years. Female. 
All right. So just by the list of complications the person would have would have given, I could tell that the person may not be someone who may exercise very often. I could tell that the person may not be someone who may they, they may think that they have a, a healthy diet or a proper diet, but I, I could tell that the person may not have a, a, a proper diet or a healthy diet. Um, I can't tell about your stress, but I could definitely tell that maybe either one of these three factors need to need to be addressed, either your diet, your exercise, or stress, or all three of them put together. When you say health, a lot of people think that if they have all of these issues, medication should be thrown at them and they could, they, they could recover like that. But we really need to address the underlying issue. Underlying issue is the fact that the person may or may not, and I don't know who the person is, but I mean, generally, and I'm making generalizations here, so it may not be totally true, but generally persons have a very hard time maintaining an exercise regime or maintaining a healthy diet. Or we can help at the associations. We can start with one of them. We can start with your nutrition. So starting with your nutrition, give us a call at the association, 607-3288. Make an appointment, free appointment, to speak to one of our nutritionists and registered dietitians. They're going to start just assessing what your issues are. From there, we could be able to make informed, um, well, give you informed advice and tell you what may be your issue and how you could address it. And we've done that with many, many persons who really, they, they want help and they think, you know, just get any, get any medication will help them, but no. Medication will aid, medication will assist. And most often, medication doesn't work as, it's, as, as you think it would work unless you're accompanied by an exercise regime or a physical activity regime, a regular physical activity regime, and a shift in your diet. So that's what you should give us a call, see our nutritionist, and then we will work with you from there. Yeah, man. I don't know if people understand that these things are lifestyle diseases, mm -hmm. and others are called that for a reason. You have to change your lifestyle. Now, let's say you've been diagnosed with um, type 1 diabetes, so for it to prevent for coming to type 2 diabetes, is there anything that you can do? Example, same thing like right. I'm talking about changing your lifestyle. Right. So that's one thing. So so basically you, you, you said something that you said something there that a lot of people in Trinidad also well also believe, which is you could progress from type one to type two or type two to type one. That's not the case. Type one diabetes and type two diabetes are two separate diseases. They're two different diseases. Their cause is different. And since their cause is different, although they may have the same symptoms and sometimes the same treatment, they are two separate diseases. So you can't go from type 1 to type 2 or so on. So I'm glad that you did mention that base because that's one of the most common misconceptions about diabetes. Um, so what people tend to think is type 1 diabetes means that you're on insulin and type 2 means that you're not on insulin. But that's not the case. Both type 1 and type 2 diabetes may require insulin or does require insulin of course type 1 diabetes which is the autoimmune type means that you must have insulin all the time because your, your body's making no insulin type 2 diabetes is usually they will start you off and this is what doctors usually do they start you off on depending how, how severe it is at the time it, it's detected they start you off with lifestyle interventions and they put you on the first line oral hypoglycemics like 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 metformin or they'll give it glucophage or they might give you some other types of medications later on, like with some softened areas. Um, then, then, of course, if it is that these oral hypoglycemic medications, medications to lower your blood sugar, don't work, or they max out the dosage that they could give you, then they might consider putting you onto insulin. And that's where a lot of people think, well, that is type 1 diabetes. No, it's still type 2 diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is a separate disease. So, yes, if it is that you're, you, you don't, it is true that if it is that it's not well controlled, chances are doctors will suggest to put you onto insulin because insulin may be only, um, only intervention at that point in time to, um, to actually cause your blood sugar to, to, to be controlled. Um, but there is evidence that actually persons who are put onto insulin earlier, you actually have better outcomes. 
So a lot of people are afraid of taking insulin and they think insulin means that they're going to die or insulin means that they're very sick. No, there actually, there's a lot of evidence that actually shows that, that persons who are put onto insulin earlier, even though, you know, they may think that they don't need it, or typically not given it, they actually have better outcomes. So, yes, so there is a, there could be a progression to where you need insulin. And then, of course, there could be a weaning off as well. Some persons who are put onto insulin with type 2 diabetes, mm -hmm. if it is that it's controlled, it could be, um, you could be weaned off back to oral hypoglycemia to even... All right, we had a call coming in there. Feel free to call us again. Call us 627-3223-625-2257. You're listening to Diabetes and You on Freedom 106.5. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. So I've been making an observation on our individual. Type 2 diabetes, rapid weight loss, high blood pressure, uh, well, on a healthy weight loss. Eh? Um, if unchecked, what is the, like, what will be the next stage of that is so that the gentleman is having, or is it? Yeah. Is it like renal failure? Well, if you can elaborate, mm -hmm. thanks. Yeah, thanks for that question. And if it is type two diabetes, when you're actually seeing those symptoms, because type two diabetes doesn't just go from being healthy to diabetic one day, yeah? it it progresses from being healthy to pre-diabetes, which may last five, ten, fifteen years, depending on how long it takes to progress. To actually having diabetes and actually starting to show some of these symptoms which can take years as well a lot of times when people when you actually see these symptoms people may have diabetes for five well a few years to five years even more and damage is being done all of this time damage to all of your blood vessels so if you have someone with all of these complications they should be checked out by the physician they should have these general tests to check the kidneys, to do a, a renal function test, check the liver, do a, a liver function test, um, check the feet to check to see their sensation of the feet. So they do they do they do foot foot screening at the at the health centers. We're actually ramping that up soon. Um to, to check the eyes especially. Um and that's one of the and, and we spoke about it many, many times. It, one of the one of the one of the main one of the most common um, together with the numbness, one of the most common complications is complications with the eyes. So get them, get get those get those things checked up. Get the eyes, make an appointment, come by us, let them check their check their eyes, um, check their feet, um, do the liver function and kidney function test, and see what's going on there. Because you want to intervene if there is those if those issues are about to pop up. Because we want to prevent renal failure, we want to prevent blindness, we want to prevent amputations. All right, man. Now I remember yeah. in, in my Early years, I was probably about 19 or 20. I mean, I think they told me my blood sugar was high, you know? Mm -hmm. And of course, if it, if they tell, obviously, we wouldn't have been diabetes because I've never been diagnosed with diabetes because all now so I've taken my blood sugar is good and everything. But could somebody be told yes. that their blood sugar is high and that if they're not careful, could that lead to them actually being diabetic? Yeah, definitely. Um, but but again, we need to be careful about those tests because again, based, I don't know if it was at a health center. No, day, was a doctor. What a doctor when the doctor you no, test or right. whatever. So, so even even at a doctor, even some 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 physicians sometimes interpret. Well, again, I hope that it is not the case as much anymore. But sometimes even some physicians may interpret the blood sugar readings incorrectly, meaning that. You may have a, a blood sugar reading for someone and they may be someone maybe may have just eaten something and that may that 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 that, that maybe a drink a, a glass of juice and it didn't take a blood sugar reading. Um juice raises your sugar very, very high, very, very quickly, no matter who you are. Um that's just the nature of the juice. And if it is that you take a blood sugar reading right after blood sugar reading would be high, even for a person who is totally healthy. Um so so uh, um, but of course, a, a normal, a healthy body will, will bring down the blood sugar pretty quickly. So it depends on the time you take the, the blood sugar reading. It depends on what the blood sugar reading is. But let's just say your blood sugar reading was high. Yes, it, it, it meant that you may, it may have been at risk. Maybe, maybe who knows, you may have been at risk of pre-diabetes back then. But that doesn't mean if your blood sugar is high now that you're going to develop diabetes. It means that, well, you need to take steps and you could reverse it. You could reverse, um, well, you could reverse that that high blood sugar, that that trend to, to having high blood sugar, by again controlling what you do to raise the blood sugar. 
Uh, I'm not saying you can reverse diabetes, but you could have remission, meaning you could you you could go back you could go back to a healthier state. You could go back to where your blood sugars are controlled normally. So that happens. Um, and this is why it's important for persons to, to identify if the blood sugars are high, if they maybe have pre-diabetes, because then you can take interventions to actually prevent yourself from developing diabetes. It's very important. Thanks for bringing that up, please. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. The, kind of the amount of water I drink now, I cut down on juice and, you know, sugar and stuff right. a lot, you know. So, I mean, it's, again, a lifestyle change, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know we just have about five minutes left, please. So, I want to give callers the opportunity or, or listeners the opportunity to win a couple of these blood sugar machines. Um, so, I want to give away, if we could give away, I'll, I'll have three questions and I could give away three blood sugar machines. Um, and basically, you do me a favor just to record the, the caller's name and, and their phone yeah, number no so we could give them a call and you could win an AccuCheck instant blood, blood sugar machine. This blood sugar machine is valued at $350. Um, we'll be able to give you that AccuCheck instant blood sugar machine if you answer any of these three questions. So let's see who's going to call. And gonna, should I ask the question first? Or All right. Should we wait for the call? Yeah, you could ask. Let me, let me just give out the number 627 3223 Right? Those are the numbers. And if you might ask it, you know, if they're smart, they might want to Google it. <laughs> Well, that's true. If I if, if I asked it before, yes. Yeah, but um, mm. so so but but let's 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 ask the first question has to do with type one and type two diabetes. So I want to find out from listeners if they are paying attention, and tell me which of the two diabetes, type one or type two, is insulin required all the time. So once you have this type of diabetes, you mm. must take insulin no matter what. Ah, but yeah, simple question. Lines ringing already. Hello, good afternoon. Hello. Type one. Type one, he said. Very, very good, very good. So we have a winner. So, all right. So, so you I see just one. Wanna... Your number mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you have a number. Yeah, I have your number. What's your name? Perry. Perry. All yeah, right. P E R R Y. Yeah. Okay, nice. A three two zero number, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice man. Okay, so we have your number. Thank you, sir. Yeah, four nine one. Yeah, not three two zero. Huh? Four nine one. Four nine. Oh yes, four nine one. Okay, okay. <laughs> Four nine one. Yeah, two lines there for eight seven two six. All right, Perry. Nice. Yeah, man. All right. All right. So yeah. do you have another call out? Yeah, let's uh let's take another call there. Um six two seven three two two three six two five two two five seven to win. What are we winning again, um Andrew? So you win it you win an, an AccuCheck instant blood sugar machine. Mm-hmm. And this blood sugar machine is worth three hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. You winning this from the Diabetes Association. Yeah. Um, the second question we're going to ask about so at, at the start of the program I would have mentioned four symptoms, four main symptoms that you can you you experience if you develop type diabetes, either type one or type two. If you could tell me two of those symptoms or at least two, you'll win the next prize. All right. Hello, good afternoon. Hello? Hello there. All right. Let's ring it again. Let's try it again. 627-3223-625-2257 to win one of these, you know, testing machines come in very, very handy so you could always know your numbers. Hello, good afternoon. Hello and good afternoon. Yes, sir. All right. Ask him the question there. With, with so, again. And for water. Oh, you know. Say that again. Losing, you're losing weight, you start mm-hmm. losing weight, and being mm-hmm. thirsty, drinking water often. Getting thirsty, yeah. And in course of the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Nice. So those are two of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And of course, the other two would be, um, you said losing weight, frequent urination, excess, well, it's the excess thirst, and um, and tiredness. So that's the other main one. So very good. So base, let's take, take him as the next winner. Yeah, what's your name, sir? Mohan Ramkilawan. Mohan. And your number is, starts with 283, right? Yes. All right. Okay. Mohan. All right. No problem. They will contact you, sir. You will be contacted. Beautiful. So far, yeah, so good, man. Uh, People listening, man. Second winner. Mm-hmm. And we have, we have one more prize to give. One more one more, uh, one more blood sugar machine. And again, this is an AccuCheck instant blood sugar machine with $350 free uh, if you answer the next question. So the next question has to do with... Uh, um a sign if you could name a sign that you could see in children 
So I named a few signs. Mm-hmm. But if there any sign that you could see that you could recognize in a child um, to identify that they have pre-diabetes or diabetes, name any of those signs, I will win the next prize. Right. Yeah, man. 627-3223-625-2257. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes. This sign. Mm-hmm. I did not hear the question. Yeah, she didn't hear the question. So, Repeat the, the question. question. The question is, at the start of the program, we would have mentioned some signs that you could see in a child to identify diabetes or pre-diabetes. If you could name any one of these signs, you could win the prize. Okay, um, increase of drinking water. Mm-hmm. Always testing. Well, that is, yeah, that, that's a general sign, but we said something happens in children or, or for pre-diabetes especially, you're going to see a, a, something on their skin. Oh, or I something happens to them at night. Mm. She didn't hear that one. All right, try and call us back. We do have another yeah. call on the line. Hello, good yeah, man. What's the question again? So the question is, um, there are a few signs that you can see in a child who has pre-diabetes or diabetes. Any of those signs that you give me, what, what, you can see something on the skin and you could also see something might, something might happen to them at night. Well, actually, frequent urination. Right, yes, yeah, so frequent urination, but what's going to happen at night if a child, they have frequent urination. What 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 are, what are they going to do? Pardon? What may happen if they if, if a child frequently urinates? What may happen to them in the night in the bed? Yeah, you used to do it when you were small. Frequent urination. Yes, but right, frequent they... urination. But if they're sleeping, what, what will happen? They wet the bed. Right. Wet the bed. That, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, so I, I I made it I made it a point for questions to, to get out in their mind because it's something that I want people to look out for. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Congratulations. All right, so no, what's your name? What's your name? My name is Jai. Your name is? Jai, J-A-I. J-A-I, Jai. And your number starting with the 708? 769. 769 on this side. 7645. All right, cool. Thank you, sir. You will be contacted. Thank you. Nice. All right, man. So Beautiful. Yeah. That's it. So we yeah. have three winners. Yeah, uh, man. So we, so we do have listeners who pay attention. Definitely, man. Beautiful. That's attention. good to know. Great way to know. Yeah. So so we um so that's it, please. That's the end of our program today. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week we will have a guest with us, and we'll be chatting. We'll be chatting some more about diabetes and you, of course. Look out for the launch of our continuous glucose monitors. And if you are living in the Diego Martin area. Give us a call next week. We're there on Tuesday mm-hmm. for free eye screening. If you're living in Point Fortin, we'll be there tomorrow. But you need to give us a call to make an appointment. So with that base, I want to end and I want to well, wish you a very uh, productive and safe afternoon. Continue yeah, doing the good work that you're doing. And we'll, we'll pick this up again next week, Thursday at 12 p.m. All right. Thank you very much. Same to you, man, Andrew. Keep safe. All right. Of course, folks, you'll be listening to Andrew Dano, the president of the Diabetes Association of Trinidad and Tobago. Thanks for listening. Thanks to the winners there. And, of course, keep it locked on to Freedom 106.5.